Welcome to Living Intentionally with Elizabeth. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and I'm inviting you to join me on a journey to find total wellness in mind, body, and spirit, as well as unbecoming anything that we're not in order to embody who we truly are. Each episode focuses on one specific area, and the goal is to provide thought-provoking ideas as well as easy-to-implement practices that you can start today. This is a place for compassionate self-development, and I am so happy to have you here with me. Welcome back, everybody. I am so pumped for this episode. Um, Today, I have on my friend Tina Gravalos. She is an overall amazing human as well as an awesome holistic nutritionist. Um, And in my mind, she is the best kind of nutritionist because she uh, works really hard to keep things simple and sustainable um, and, you know, creates nutrition practices uh, for every lifestyle. So, Um, she is all about balance and enjoying your life while also nourishing your body, um, and finding that, uh, balance for you personally. Um, I'm proud to say we're friends in real life and, um, she was actually a huge help to me, um, at the beginning of my personal health journey, um, when I received this diagnosis of, an autoimmune disease, I was just kind of, um, my world was turned upside down because everything I thought I knew about nutrition, about being healthy, um, just kind of went out the window. Um, and I hadn't really put that much thought into it before. So I was really just starting from scratch and I turned to Tina. She is obviously a wealth of knowledge and just helped me kind of get on my feet with, um, with everything uh, nutrition wise and um, and how nutrition is more than just simply what you eat or don't eat. Um, so I am so excited to talk to her about all things nutrition, health, living intentionally, um, how to find that balance yourself and how to start today um, if you are looking to uh, work on your, your nutrition. Um, and how to do that in a simple, easy way. So without further ado, I will uh, let you get started with Tina. Okay. Hi, Tina. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thank you for coming on. I'm so excited. Me too. Um, I gave you a little intro uh, before this, but I just wanted to start. <laughs> it's very good. Um, I sound so special, probably. <laughs> it is. Um, I just wanted to start it all off by asking you to give the listeners a bit of a background on who you are, how you first got interested in nutrition, and how you help people now. All right. Well, I'll try to keep this this question a little bit short because it, it can get a little bit long <laughs> of how it all unfolded. Um, but yeah, so I'm Tina. Um, I am a holistic nutritionist. I'm a recipe developer. And I'm now a food photographer as well. Uh, I didn't always... Um, well, I didn't always start off in the nutrition world. I went to school first for... 
uh, sociology and criminology because mm -hmm. I thought I was either going to be like a lawyer or um, someone um, on CSI. <laughs> yes. You know how cool it sounds when you're like 17 and you're trying to pick like somewhere what to do in university. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I'm going to do that. <laughs> so, so I got into that. And so I went to um, University of Toronto and it started off great. I was, um, I was loving first year mostly for, you know, the parties and all that mm -hmm. stuff versus <laughs> the studying. Yep. Um, so I, <laughs> so I ended up going on academic probation for like mm -hmm. the first time in my life, I found myself uh, falling behind in my studies and I was always like a super nerd growing up. And mm -hmm. so this was a bit of a surprise for me. So I took it really hard and um, I tried to, I'm going to do, I'm doing air quotes right now, tried to do better in second <laughs> year. <laughs> um, but then I just started uh, to do the exact same things and ended up getting suspended from school. I used to be ashamed of like telling the story, but it's totally cool now because it led me to where I am now. Mm -hmm. um, so then I had a year off and I was trying to figure out if I'm going to go back to school. Am I going to finish? Like, am I not going to finish? All those things. And uh, I came across Joyous Health. I think this is like a story for a lot of nutritionists. They always come across Joy McCarthy stuff. Mm. Um, and I just started reading more into her blog. And I found myself really fascinated with the stuff she was saying. And I would always tell my family, did you know that vitamin C is blah, 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 like all these things. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't think like I could make a career out of it. I was just like, okay, well, I really like this stuff. Um, and then I went back to school to finish my degree because I didn't want to quit. So um, I went back, finished. But during my time back at school, I found myself still really interested in the wellness stuff. And I would have like magazines on the side and then also my books studying. And I was more into the wellness stuff too. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so I finished and then I came across the Institute of Holistic Nutrition because that's where Joy went. And mm -hmm. I ended up going for orientation to f see if I liked it. And I immediately fell in love with everything about the school and the space. And mm -hmm. um, I just loved it so much. And so here we are. <laughs> I'm into awesome. my fifth year now of doing, doing what I'm doing and, um, now how I help people is just trying to, I guess, try to make them feel like their best self and their best version of themselves through not only eating the foods that make them feel good, but through um, like working on their mindset and their emotional health and mm. all of those things combined. <laughs> That is that. my short version. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Um, yeah. That kind of brings me to my next next question, yeah. which is like, what does holistic nutrition actually mean for those who don't mm -hmm. know? You kind of touched on it, but would love to hear you yeah. expand on it a bit. So a lot of people think holistic means like woo woo mm -hmm. and hippie stuff and no offense to there there are nutritionists who 
practice more in those um <laughs> in that way mm -hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> uh so it kind of is like a stereotype that that's what it's all about but really holistic means uh, looking at an individual as a whole. So we look at their emotional health, their uh, physical health, their mental health, the physical mm -hmm. health, all these things um, to get to the root cause of, you know, why they're experiencing things they're experiencing, um, like headaches, why are you getting mm -hmm. headaches? Or uh, why do you have brain fog, things like that. And the way I like to look at it is that our body is this like big puzzle and each um, there's when when you're making a puzzle, obviously the pieces, all the pieces, you need them to complete the puzzle. So mm -hmm. if you're let's say your physical health is one piece, the mental health is another piece and so on. So if one of those pieces is missing, it throws off the entire puzzle. So it throws off your entire body. Mm. Yes. <laughs> love that. So, and I, I love if it's not holistic, maybe like if I'm getting headaches and I'm seeing a doctor who doesn't take a holistic approach, they might say, here, take an Advil. But yes. a holistic person might say like, okay, well, let's look deeper into what might be causing it rather than just like covering up the symptom. Exactly. That's okay. usually what, yeah, the, that's usually what the doctors do right away. And um, it's always throwing something at the problem to sort of sweep it under the rug. And usually, you know, obviously Advil and Tylenol and all those things, they do help to relieve the symptoms. But it's like, why are you getting why are you getting that in the first place? Mm -hmm. and, and with uh, holistic nutrition too, like we look at everyone differently because everyone is different. Everyone is unique and um, something might work for one person and not work for the next person. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. Um, obviously I love your philosophy when it comes to nutrition <laughs> and health. Um, like you focus on simplicity, sustainability, mm. but also like treating yourself with kindness and actually having fun too and yes. um, so I'd love to hear you talk about your philosophy and kind of how you live it and what led you to it I'm literally thinking about donuts right now like as we, <laughs> <laughs> as we talk about that uh, I'll get to that part in a second but you know it's funny because it, it never when when you talk about how you love my uh how I practice it it wasn't always that way mm -hmm. um and I like getting these kinds of questions uh, uh, along my journey as well, because they kind of change over time. But when I mm -hmm. first started practicing, I was very, oh, my God, like I'm a nutritionist. I have to do this, 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 this. I need to make sure that I'm, you know, drinking all the water and doing all this because people are looking at me uh in that way. So if I disappoint them, it's like I disappoint like all nutritionists, like all over the world type thing. <laughs> and that's where I fell into um, really like, I guess like a down like a rabbit hole of um, emotional eating. And uh, I would after even after nutrition school, I would literally sometimes sit in my car and eat donuts like I would mm -hmm. or McDonald's like I would eat it in the car in secret and then not tell anyone and I would feel so bad. So I did yeah. that throughout and I was so ashamed to even talk about this honestly till like maybe like last year. Um, mm. It was a really big part of my healing journey and 
focusing on like going back to focusing on simplicity and sustainability and like treating yourself with kindness like healing doesn't happen overnight it's not linear like I'm going through my own health stuff right now and sharing it with people to show that it's not always like rainbows and butterflies Mm -hmm. but the thing is we I think a lot of us forget how simple um, health can be like how simple it can be to feel our best and we Mm. tend to look at everything else around us like what's the latest diet trend or what's my friend eating or you know what supplements they're taking why Mm -hmm. like why aren't why isn't it working for me so I try to help people like go back to basics and even like with the food I make and stuff, I like to show like how simple it can be, but also delicious. And we just forget about how basically what we want to do every day is make sure we're like getting enough fiber and protein and fats. Like it sounds so simple. People are like, is that, is that really mm-hmm. it? Like, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And I'd like to kind of put in my little personal tidbit too, because yeah. I mentioned in the intro that you were a big help to me on my health journey Uh. and (laughs) when I first got diagnosed with the autoimmune disease Hashimoto's I was like I went to Google and Instagram and everything Mm -hmm. and just like googled the crap out of everything and was so overwhelmed I was like oh my god I can't eat broccoli because it will ruin my thyroid yeah going crazy and then I decided to reach out to you which was a great decision Mm -hmm. um and when I um got my first um meal plan from you I was like oh like I can (laughs) I can make all this stuff like Like, I can do this I can do this I can it's similar to what I like can already make and Mm -hmm. it's delicious and simple and there's dessert on there and like Important. I'm not gonna be starving. <laughs> yeah I'm not gonna be starving I'm just gonna be eating a lot of good stuff and that was like my personal experience with that is it's true like it could it's just that simple and like keeping it simple and focusing yeah. on what you can do rather than like being overwhelmed with like all the deep things like really eating broccoli every once in a while probably won't yeah exactly <laughs> even and if I, you have a thyroid disease <laughs> like, even if that I like to tell people too it's like okay well if you know right now something's not working for mm-hmm. you like just say coffee or whatever it may be and you need to remove it for a little bit it's just it can be something that's temporary to help you um, like along your wellness journey and maybe mm-hmm. you can introduce it later it's not something that is set in stone that you can't have like sort of the donut mm-hmm. situation like I have never met a donut I didn't like and, <laughs> and I am proud to talk about yeah. that but sometimes you know if I had too many donuts it affects me so I'm not gonna have as many but mm. I'll still live my life and love it <laughs> yeah I think it's like taking the morality out of food like yes if you eat McDonald's it doesn't make you a bad person exactly <laughs> exactly it's, if it makes you feel shitty maybe don't eat it for every meal yeah that too <laughs> find what like makes you feel good but yeah I exactly. totally resonate with that and you mentioned coffee I would love to hear your <laughs> update on your coffee oh, journey. yes so uh, I didn't start drinking coffee till like two years ago and yeah. I uh, 
kind of started to abuse it and I was drinking maybe like three cups a day and now I understand where my clients are coming from or uh, just like friends in general like how do you before it was like how do you drink so many a day but now I totally (laughs) understand that it's so good (laughs) it's so good and then when you add like cream in it it's Mm. just a whole new world and also maple syrup is so Mm. good in in coffee um but I have now gone down to one a day and in the afternoon I end up having like a matcha latte or something else like that and it kind of makes me feel like I'm having that second coffee but also getting like the benefits from um, matcha which I really love so things are going well in that regard. (laughs) Nice that's awesome. (laughs) Um, So let's say Um, that you're somebody who's like brand new to thinking about their nutrition and maybe they're overwhelmed like both of us were at one point. Um, What small steps can they start with? So I know this is like a cliche to say about water and (laughs) um, you've seen my water journey on Instagram too, but I've always, like as a nutritionist, always asking my clients, how much water are you drinking? Like, what are you... Mm. Uh, like are you drinking water before you eat like when are you drinking it all those questions but for myself literally (laughs) drinking like one cup of water like a week sometimes I kid you not like it was so it was I'm not gonna say bad because bad is another another word we can get into but uh, it wasn't making me feel so great and then when I realized that water obviously is a huge part of um, making us feel good mm-hmm. uh, I was like okay maybe I should actually start like practicing what I preach here and <laughs> I would definitely say how important it is to drink your water because our bodies are made up of over 60 is made up of 60 percent over 60 percent of water wow and it's in it's involved in every single process the body goes goes through daily so if you're not getting enough I make like a joke about my cells like shriveled up and <laughs> Now they're like coming to life, um, but it's so important to drink it because also a lot of people, um, when you get cravings or if you're hungry, sometimes it's actually you're dehydrated and you just need to drink a glass of water. So mm-hmm. I would say one of the biggest things is literally to start drinking water. I started making in my planner a little uh like chart and I put how many glasses of water like I want to drink a day and it's sort of this like little game that I play with myself to try and um drink as much water like as I can and then uh Mm -hmm. it's actually really helpful like I feel like I'm kind of competitive so (laughs) I'm in competition with myself but (laughs) love it I love that (laughs) that's a big one and then another thing too um not uh removing everything at once like Mm. you always hear okay like take out sugar gluten uh dairy all those things sometimes if you remove it really quickly you're going to experience the symptoms that I literally had Mm. uh, like last week um because I'm tried to be like a superstar and, and do it that way, even though I know it's not the, the best way. <laughs> um, so just like start slowly. And if you're someone that drinks, you know, two cups of coffee mm. a day and puts all the sugar in the milk, the milk, maybe start to put uh, like coconut sugar to, st- uh, to start or like um, have twice a week with 
the milk and the sugar and then switch it up and see how you feel. And then if you notice like you're feeling better, you can start to like gradually remove more things Mm-hmm. Um, instead of doing it all at once because it doesn't feel great <laughs> mm-hmm. that's a great tip yeah I think it's sometimes um like once you realize oh I should be taking out I sh- if I take out all these things like I'll be so much healthier but yeah. then realizing like oh I'm gonna feel like a butt for so yeah. long <laughs> seriously that's like exactly <laughs> I feel you. I've done that too. So I completely feel you. Um, And it's hard sometimes too, because you see, like we're talking about Google, like you Google everything, right? And it's hard to stay in your own lane sometimes. But I think that's also Mm -hmm. another important um, thing to do is just to like, stay in your own on your own course and and try not to let um, all the outside stuff come in. I know it's it's hard sometimes, but um, it's definitely something to work on. Totally. That's so so wise. Um, (laughs) What's a practice you've recently adopted that helped your overall health? So for me, it's not really related to like nutrition, but um, for me, not checking my phone when I first wake up has been amazing because I used to wake up and like immediately check my emails when I'm like lying in bed still. Mm -hmm. So basically setting up my day already with anxiety and stress of like the things that I need to do. Mm -hmm. So I've turned off all of my notifications, which was super difficult because I found myself checking more often at the beginning. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't miss anything. Um, But that has been a really um, big thing for me. And then also in the mornings or sometimes I do it every morning or at the beginning of the week where I will write down um, like my intention for the week. Mm. Um, It'd be like, I'm going to go for a walk two times this week, or I'm going to, you know, FaceTime my grandma or something Mm -hmm. like that. I like to set those things um, up at the beginning of the week or in the morning. And I honestly feel like so much lighter doing those things. And it's not exactly like, I wouldn't say it's like a chore or like a priority. I just put that down as an intention. And if it doesn't happen this week, then I don't beat myself up and then I will maybe like try again next week. Mm, I love that. It's kind of like taking things out of your brain because you might have stressed otherwise like, oh, I got to go for a walk. I should go for a walk. Mm-hmm. But if you have it on your intentions list, you know, it's written down. It You'll get to it. Yes. And I love the turning off the notifications. I might have to copy you on that. I'm getting better at like not scoring. Yeah doom scrolling on Instagram first thing in the morning but (laughs) it's hard and it's hard not to check notifications but it's really helpful throughout the day especially if I'm like working on client stuff or whatever it is Uh, I just like kind of forget my I'll put it in my desk drawer Mm. I feel like it's just so much stress is just like relieved itself from my my life and oh one more thing too I started this is really cool I started an abundance journal and what I do with this is I will write down so this could mean abundance in like any sort of way whether it be like business or um you know someone buying me a coffee Mm -hmm. or finding a parking spot 
So every time something happens like that, I'll write the date and I write what it was. So like my mom bought me a coffee or um, Mm. a parking spot. And I started to do that. And I've been doing this now for, I'd say maybe like four or five months. And I've noticed a shift in, in like my everyday, like in my gratitude and Mm -hmm. more like abundance in all those forms. So it's been really cool to see. And then I like going back in the book and seeing all the cool things that have happened uh, in the past few months. Oh, wow. I love that. Yeah, it's really like been a game changer for me. And especially with like work opportunities and manifesting stuff. And for Mm -hmm. me, when I do that, it's like I when I manifest, it's like I write it down once where I say it and I, I kind of like say it and forget it type thing. And then yeah. I notice it comes back and I'm like, whoa. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> I love that. I love the abundance journal idea. I'm just, I'm just like going to copy all of your habits here. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, Okay, next I want to get like not dramatic, but let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about labels mm. and why you make a point to steer clear labels and all yes. things, diet, food, all that. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of pressure when labels are put on things. So even labels in the sense of being like a vegan or vegetarian or, you know, mm. following paleo or keto, not to say those things are those those uh, lifestyles aren't great, but I find that when you put the label on the pressure to, the pressure to succeed is like, is, is huge. And then also you have this like lingering thing of failing. Like if I don't live up to this or if I don't do it properly, like Mm. I'm going to fail at the way I'm eating and like, no one wants to feel that way. So I, I used to say to, how I eat I used to be like oh I eat you know paleo keto like just to describe to people but now I uh, kind of reframe it and I find that with with working with people one-on-one it's really helpful to do that because a lot of times people come to me and they're saying well I eat this way I eat this way and I usually ask them well it what's the reason why you're eating this way? Is it, you know, for health reasons? Is it because, you know, you heard someone else is doing it? Mm -hmm. And oftentimes people say, oh, well, I just read that, you know, eating this way can be good for me. Mm -hmm. But like not, there's no one diet that is like the perfect diet. Everyone is different. Someone might do so well eating like purely plant-based, but someone else needs that, um, the extra protein from like animal sources. So it's, and even for um, someone with like, for example, Hashimoto's, I know a friend of mine, she has it and she needs that animal protein to really sustain, mm-hmm. sustain her health. And she feels the best that way. And sometimes a lot of plant-based stuff can actually like hinder all the work you've done to, mm-hmm. you know, on your healing journey to get better. And the same goes for, you know, categorizing food uh, into good versus bad. It's kind of like the same concept where there's no like one food that you can say is is good, really, because just say kale, for example, like it could be good for one person, but not for the next. So Mm -hmm. someone with thyroid issues with 
having kale like raw kale or raw um like cauliflower and broccoli and stuff like we're talking about is actually not so great for your health and mm -hmm. um, versus like cooking it so yeah. i try to steer steer clear of all that because we get into this like it, again like going down this rabbit hole and then if you label foods as bad if you eat that food just say it's like a like potatoes or something mm -hmm. you know you eat it and you feel bad about yourself and then you're going to keep wanting that food because it's like we it's almost on this like forbidden list mm -hmm. and it makes you want more and more and more but then when you take the labels out it's kind of like okay well I want potatoes today so I'm gonna have some potatoes and I'm gonna like move on with my life I'm gonna eat them love them move mm -hmm. on and like that's that's it <laughs> Yeah, I think, okay, I have two things to say about that. Yes. I totally agree. <laughs> um, one is I've kind of shifted my perspective to be like foods that make me feel great when I eat them every day versus mm -hmm. when I have them once a week or occasionally, you know, like yes. if I eat a certain thing every day, maybe I'll feel crappy, but if I love it, I'll still have it sometimes. But I know that once I get to that daily you know, eating it at multiple meals, I don't feel yeah. great. Yes, exactly. And that's a form of, you know, tuning into your body and, and mm -hmm. eating intuitively because you recognize that there are foods that make you feel great. And there's foods that make you not feel so great. And mm -hmm. it's a perfect opportunity to like, listen to what your body's telling you. Totally. And going back to your intentions and like, if, if we label this food as bad, and then we inevitably eat it, like, how, what is your mind thinking at that time? Like, oh, I'm, I'm bad. This sucks. Like, yeah, the intention there for that food then is not going to be great. Like it's, it's at least not helping you. Exactly. Unless, and then like, if you eat a food and you say, oh, this food is so delicious. It's giving me nutrients. Like that's probably going to make you healthier overall. Yeah, exactly. It's all in the way like we um, how your mindset is and how you look at everything. And it's exactly that way. And that's what I've been doing lately too. And when I sit down and I've made my meal, I find that from the whole process, really from um, picking the ingredients to mm. making the food and plating it and everything, it's all around like your intention of how you want to feel and sitting down and looking at your food and being like, oh man, like this is so good. Like it feels amazing when I eat it. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, I, I find that's really helpful for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So cool. And I love being in the kitchen. So that's also good. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It can be kind of like a calming experience or yeah. uplifting experience, right? Yep. Cool. Um, so we've talked a lot about like your uh, philosophy and all this amazing stuff, but how do people work with you? What services do you offer to people? Yeah, so I do one-on-one -on -one, um, consultations and what that looks like is usually we'll dive really deep into your whole health history. Mm -hmm. And from there, what I like to do is I, I make you a plan or I make people plans that um, go based off all the things that we talked about in uh, the consultation is really customized to um, the individual. And I've never put things in that people don't like, or if mm -hmm. it doesn't work with your lifestyle, I'm not going to tell you to, you know, eat, uh, like make three meals a day, if that's not how 
um, you operate. Like if you like to meal prep, I do a lot of, I'll give you recipes that will um, be good for that. So it's always catered to everyone's needs. Um, I really like doing the meal guides uh, or the meal plans. I'm, I'm trying to shift it to call them meal guides versus mm -hmm. plans because sometimes people can get triggered by the plan, but then there's also mm -hmm. people that love the plan. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it comes with recipes, grocery lists, and I always include notes from myself and um, there's like substitutions and everything. Um, and then something I'm going to start offering this year is um, like one-on-one -on -one cooking um, mm. via Zoom or whatever video things. Are. I'm, yeah. I'm such like old lady. I'm like, I don't know what these <laughs> things are called, but I'm going to start offering that because I find a lot of people get intimidated um, in the kitchen mm. and even um, like figuring out what ingredients to use um, or what not to use, um, or like finding staple um, mm. spices and stuff. So I kind of want to help people um, in that regard too. That's awesome. I watched yeah. some of your lives. Um, <laughs> what, was it a few months ago already with Marla? Yeah, I, yes, I think we did it in like November. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, that was so cool though to kind of <laughs> see it in action. And for somebody like I do like to cook, but I can imagine for somebody who might be intimidated by cooking, like you guys really showcased how you can make a meal that's like delicious but also it's easy yay that's my philosophy so <laughs> that's a great idea yeah. um so I'm going to kind of close it off and ask the question I'm asking all my guests is mm -hmm. what does living intentionally mean to you yes I love this question because yeah. I feel like if I got asked this like five years ago, or even like two years ago, I would mm. probably say some like generic thing about, I don't even know, like, <laughs> I intend to, you know, like have long hair, you know, like people, <laughs> things people say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it almost seems like it's become like a trend to, mm. to live intentionally. But I've actually had to go like really deep on this. And you know, it might change along the way, but I find like my core, um, like values are, are still there. And, mm -hmm. um, basically like figuring out what for me living intentionally is figuring out what those value, my values and beliefs are and living my life that way. And how do I want to show up in the world? So mm -hmm. for me, I, yeah, like I said, I've dug, dug deep into this, but I, my intention for is really to, you know, trust and surrender to basically everything in life, mm -hmm. go with the flow and um, being open to abundance in all its forms. Um, yes. Always being authentic and honest. That is probably my biggest, biggest intention um, ever, like covering <laughs> it. And so what I do with that, every day I sort of remind myself of what those intentions are. And I literally just like live the day that way. And whether that means, you know, showing up on Instagram, being authentic about my health issues, or whether it's a brand reaching out to work with me and it doesn't align with um, my brand, um, saying being okay to say no and trusting that I am literally living how I want to feel like every single day. And it's been, 
it's been challenging, but mm-hmm. definitely, definitely like eye opening. And it feels good when you fully um, like tap into those intentions. Um, mm-hmm. You also know too when when they don't align with you, you kind of feel off. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to remind myself of of those. So I just like rambled on that question. I hope I answered it right. But I, I <laughs> no, I love it. I love that you talk about like so kind of taking it, it <laughs> taking it one day at a time, right? Like reminding yourself of your intentions daily because that's it's hard to say, okay, for like this year or my life, I'm going to do this, like, and then kind of leave it there. Yeah. Um, You're reminding yourself daily and like taking it that one day at a time. How can I be intentional and authentic today? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I find you can also do it with, so those are like overall intentions, but you can also do it with your health and say things Mm -hmm. like, I want to, you know, I intend to feel energized and hydrated and Mm -hmm. I want to feel rested and all those things. And that can mean doing things each day to get there. Like, like we said, drinking the water or like going Mm -hmm. to bed early um, or going for those walks, they can all, you know, go under those intentions too. I love that. That's awesome. What a great place to end it on. Um, How can people connect with you? Yeah. So I am at simply Tina G on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the fun stuff. And my website is simplytina.ca. Amazing. Thank you again so much for coming on. It was such a great combo. Thanks for having me.